You are listening to the podcast, To Be Single or Not To Be, by Shanna Montana. A podcast where we talk about the single life, dating, and relationships, so you can make a decision at the end of each episode and decide to be single or not to be. That is the final question. This is the To Be Single or Not To Be podcast, and we're doing what? Running it back. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the To Be Single or Not To Be podcast with the new Running It Back series. And today, our topic is I ain't going half on shit. And so we're going to determine, you know, back when we recorded this episode on April the 8th of 2019, I really felt like I was not going half on shit. And I'm not going to give no spoilers away to say whether I feel that way or not. But what I will say is when it comes to finances, this is like one of those topics like relationships. People are always going to have an opinion about it. Man, woman, cat, dog, everybody, somebody, somebody somewhere is always going to have something to say about finances. And I think what it comes down to is we just have to have realistic conversations around what works for us. You know, if we look at present day on social media, you'll see that little meme or story going around about, you know, if your man comes home at three o'clock in the morning and taps you on the shoulder to fix him something to eat, are you going to get up and do it? You know, ultimately, you know, do you date a person realistically that is going to, you know, wake you up to do that? Or do you date somebody that does get home at three o'clock in the morning and that's realistic for them to ask you to fix them something to eat or will they just fix something themselves or will they pick something up when they went home? Like those unrealistic conversations I think are not necessary. But the other side that I'm not going to say it's necessary, but it's more realistic around what that shows that people do what it is that they want to do in their financial situations was when Gabrielle Union got on this internet, Al Gore's internet, Beyonce's internet, and said that she and her husband go 50-50 on things within their household. And she did mention, you know, they have other households to take care of. And I didn't listen to the entire interview to get the full context of the conversation, but it was just very interesting to see that piece because it's like you have two millionaires here who are going 50-50. And I think for me, what I was more interested in was like, why she tell us that? Like, <laughs> I'm big on celebrity or not. When you are sharing information about yourself, what value is that adding like to your own life or to the world? Like, was she saying that in a, in a way to like make women feel like equality in the household is where it's at by going 50, 50. I don't know. I feel like in me sharing my personal stories and journeys, I am trying to move women forward and making healthier and happier and non-delusion based decisions when it comes to relationships, but I'm still only going to share so much. Like, if I was in a relationship right now and I was going 50-50, I guess I'm kind of like giving a spoiler right now. I don't know if I want to get on the internet and tell y'all. Like some, some shit just need to stay at home. So that said, we going to get right to it. So for today, we are talking about I ain't going half on shit. That was the name of the episode. It was recorded back in April of 2019. And going to just kind of walk through the episode and what the thoughts were then to see where they are versus right now. And so one thing that stood out to me that I want to talk about that I, I still agree with is that talking about money when you are about to enter a serious and committed and monogamous relationship should not be uncomfortable. And I've been in that situation. I'll give a quick little story time. Once upon a time, you know, like four score and seven years ago, like I always like to say, I dated this man and um, I'll never forget. We were, you know, getting serious. So I thought I, at this point, I don't feel like the relationship was ever serious. But um, we were going to talk about money. And so this man asked me, you know, so how much do you make? And I immediately snapped back like, 
I'm not telling you that or something of the sort. Like I didn't answer the question. I immediately had like a really like snappy answer. And I feel like immediately when I did it, I was like, cause in my mind, I always try to self-reflect when I do something that makes me like pause. And so I was like, why did I just pause like that? Because like, I feel like most times when people don't want to talk about money, one, they may not want to tell certain people how much they make because that gives them like a green, like a bag a little bit more because you know, niggas love big. And sometimes people just aren't comfortable having the money talk. And then sometimes people are embarrassed. You know, it's a lot of layers that go into it. But in that moment, I was like, none of those things because it was just he and I. So it wasn't a situation where I feel like he was going to start begging. Um, it wasn't a situation where I felt like I was embarrassed. It wasn't a situation where I was like, afraid well I guess now in hindsight maybe it was a little fear there I don't know I can't dissect it on this episode that'll be another episode for another day but um I feel like I snapped back and was like I'm not talking about that and it was crazy because we planned this conversation it wasn't random we had planned to have a money talk so for me to be in a position and be like oh I'm not going to talk about that it's like what the hell like okay and if I can remember correctly like I don't think he pushed back in that moment I think we kind of moved past it. It wasn't a big deal. I'm not going to say it wasn't a big deal because everything was a fucking big deal in that relationship. But I feel like we moved past it, but we did come back to it. And I told him how much money I made. And so that let me go back to what we started out with. I like to make sure I bring it home because it's a lot of podcasts and shows that start talking about a topic and they forget to bring it back in. You should not be uncomfortable talking about money. And if you are uncomfortable talking about money with your partner, somebody you're supposed to be in a serious monogamous relationship with, and I got to keep saying that because situationships exist, relationships exist, but you're not in a monogamous, monogamous relationship. It's not serious. Like we have to put those adjectives on there. I think you have to be able to talk about money because you have to know exactly what is going on with the money. So I think that you can should not be uncomfortable talking about money because if you're uncomfortable talking about the money, you're probably uncomfortable talking about some other things. And if you're in a relationship and you're uncomfortable talking about anything, that just means it's not always a bad thing, you know, depending on what it is and how far in the relationship you are. It just means that you have some work to do and you need to have some awareness around that to uncover like, why am I uncomfortable with this and what can I do to get comfortable with it? But I feel like when it comes to being comfortable talking about money, Ultimately, you have to be because people have different spending habits. People have different ways they look at what a budget is. People just have different ways that they view money. Like literally you could ask a person and somebody on the podcast even said this when they talked to men in a relationship as a woman. She said when she talks to men about, you know, um, about finances, she will sometimes ask them, you know, like who raised you in regards to your thought process? And that could be taken out of context, but it really does come down to in some ways who raised you when it comes to the financial conversation? Because, you know, did you grow up with, say, a grandparent that had an old school method? Like you pay the bills, you save the money. That's it. Ain't no investing. You know, or sometimes even with boomers. I would say I shout out to my mom that, you know, I'll tell her about investing in different stocks and stuff. And she'll do it. She tells me all the time, like, I don't know much about it. I just do what you say. And I can appreciate that. But who raised you does determine and how they raised you around money. You know, was your family tight with money? Because, you know, maybe just where you are, where you were on the totem pole with finances and in the, the economic situation that you were in. Or was your family just tight with money because they were stingy? Were they tight with money because, you know, did they not have it? You know, whatever the case may be. Or were you, did you come from a family that was, well-to-do or middle-class where you kind of got what you wanted, might not have been spoiled, so to speak, but you aren't used to really not getting what you want versus, you know, people just have different ways that they've grown up around money. So when it comes to, 
I ain't going half on shit or not. I'm going to get to that part, what my determination was. Um, the first thing is that we should be comfortable with having these money talks with our partner. And if you aren't, you have to uncover why. And the other part is, I saw this once on social media. It was a long thread of like married couples that were talking about how they had never... And of course, of being married for an extended period of time, they didn't know their partner's credit score. Like they had never looked at their partner's credit. The partner had never looked at theirs. And I think, I know I've asked somebody, I, I don't know if it was the last nigga where I was dating somebody, what they thought about that. And they were like, you know, I could see how that could happen. And I was like, I really don't. Because maybe now with me being more intentional, being, being that I've gone through so many unsuccessful relationships, I just feel like full transparency means like everything. So I'm not saying first date, I got to know your credit score, but I think that once we are in a committed relationship going towards marriage, like the closer we get to like that engagement talk, I got to see stuff like that. Cause I was about to say, not that I think you a liar, but niggas lie. So I got to be able to, you know, even if I do trust you, I can trust you, but I still want to see and know certain things. So I want to know, you know, how much do you make? Let me eventually see a W-2. What is your credit score? Let me see an official credit report. Like to solidify things, I feel like you have to have those conversations and you have to really be able to dig into things and you have to be able to show, produce the same thing for the other person. So being uncomfortable with money, you know, we even said that back in 2019, it cannot be a thing that's uncomfortable for you to talk about, but I think that also when it comes to I ain't going half on shit, I'll say this. At the end of the day, number one, you have to do what works for you and your situation. So I'm never judging anybody that says we're going to go 50-50, we're going to go 60-40, we're going to go, you know, he pays 100% of like the bills in the house and I take care of the household, maybe like groceries and the kids stuff, if children are involved, just depends on what it is. You know, so my philosophy then was like a hard stop. Like, no, I ain't going half on shit. Like I ain't giving, I ain't giving nothing towards nothing. That was my philosophy back then. And now my philosophy is I'm going to do what works within my partnership. Hashtag, however, what I do need for it to look like, and this goes back to those dating preferences and, and what you require as far as non-negotiables and things in relationships, I need for a person to be really aligned with me financially or better so that I don't have to end up really going half on things. Now, my perspective is that like, for example, student loans, he didn't get those student loans. So I'm not expecting to walk into a situation unless it's like with Clay Thompson that he would say, I'm gonna just take on your student loans and pay them off. If we're together and I got the student loans and I now have to continue paying that bill, I'm okay with that. Um, I think even, I'm trying to think, if I racked up like, so this big old, ton of credit card debt. I wouldn't walk in thinking that this man's going to take it off of me if we're kind of aligned with what we make and how we move in the world. I'm more so a person that what I would desire is that you do take care of like the big things. You do take care of the mortgage. Um, you take care of, of course, well, homeowners insurance would be included in the mortgage the way I do mine. Um, you would take care of, you know, the things that keep the, the juices and stuff running around here. You taking care of the lights, you taking care of the water, you taking care of the car notes. You know, I take care of the internet because I'm probably the person using the most of it if I need to, and it ain't number $20. Um, and maybe I'm taking care of the groceries because I feel like I'm the person that's going to be in control of what we're eating because I'm such a, y'all know, if y'all know anything about me by now, I really like, to, I'm very mindful of the amount of carbs that I intake. So, uh, sprinkle, sprinkle. But, uh, <laughs> 
out of control with that. But so I would say my philosophy is no longer like I ain't giving you a dime unless that's top of the line. I'm not giving you a dime unless, you know, like if you walk into a situation where you are in a relationship with like a multimillionaire and I always talk about you can be married to a, a millionaire, but do you have access to the millions? If I'm going to marry a millionaire, I'm going to have access to the millions. I'm going to be sure of that. So if I'm walking into that situation the person that I would choose to be with is going to be a person that is generous and would make sure that everything is taken care of. But say if I happen, because there's still hope, say if I happen, you know, but I'm going to be a millionaire too. So let's say, you know, we both, if I'm a millionaire, we ain't got to really worry about that. But even if I'm a millionaire, then he still got to pay some bills. And I got to talk about that offline. But say if I happen to not marry a millionaire and I'm not a millionaire yet for whatever reason, then we are going to, I'm going to be willing and open to look at the bills and say that like, he's really going to take the big stuff and I got the baby stuff or I got like what I came in this thing with, you know, I came in here with these student loans is mine. You know, if I came in here with this credit card debt, it's mine. If, if I have to, you know, but that's the extent of it. Like, no, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of like 50, 50 roommate style. I feel like if I'm going to enter a partnership or marriage for me, and I say marriage because I've decided I've done the thing before where I've let people live with me. I hear what I said, where I've let people live with me not being married and it was not lucrative to my pockets. So based on that negative experience, you know, 10 out of 10, do not recommend um, or is it supposed to be like one out of 10, whatever, do not recommend. So because I've allowed people to stay with me, I will not do that again. I will only cohabitate with the person that is my husband well, fiance and then husband. Hey, I might wait to marriage. I don't know. But because of that experience, um, I'm just not a fan of the 50, 50. I really do feel like me getting into a marriage needs to be a situation where like life gets better. Life gets easier. It should be a little bit of reprieve. I should have more money in my pocket after being married. Like, honestly, no shade to no married couple because I ain't never been there. I ain't done that. I ain't got the t-shirt. But it's always just interesting and strikes curiosity when I do see couples that are married and they're like, like one of them is like asking somebody else to borrow some money or like say if I got a friend. This ain't never happened to me. I've heard of it. Um, but people that are like married and the husband got to ask another friend for some money or the wife got to ask another friend for some money. It's like, shouldn't y'all be the ones that lean on each other or lean on advanced financial title max? Mm -mm -mm. I don't know, but you know, sprinkle, sprinkle. But anywho, I would just say, so my philosophy on the whole, I ain't going half on shit is that ultimately, I guess now that I have talked it out with you guys, I guess I'm not going half on shit, you know, uh, because <laughs> Just the way my life is set up right now and God willing and assuming what the universe is going to provide, that life just continues to go onward and upward and that it gets better for me. I just can only allow a person into my space, into the realm of what I've created um, for us to go upward. You know, I, I I just don't, I think we'll be doing an injustice. I don't think this is what the ancestors would want for me is for me to be going backwards where I get married and now I have less money or I get married and I'm paying more bills. Like, I could stay single if that's what I wanted to do. So yeah, and I think that you have to figure out again, what is it that works for you when it comes to how you're dividing the bills, who's putting what where, you know, don't let society dictate, dictate that. Don't even let me dictate it. I mean, I think I can give you some ideas based on what I've said and what my philosophy is and why I feel that way. And mine has come from, you know, I've, I've done the 50-50 shit and I dealt with a Negro that 
most of the time this Negro ain't even have the 50% that he was supposed to have. I dated a Negro that would literally rent due on the first. He would go to Miami on the, on the 27th and then come back and be like, I ain't got it. I should have knocked that nigga head between the washer and dryer back then, but that's not who I am. So I would say, you know, I, I don't deal with that, you know, and I, I'm not even like going, let me say, I have to be mindful of what I say. You know, I've been burned in the past with people um, asking me for money in relationships. So I'm even kind of, you know, leery on that. I think once I'm, I just don't want, don't ask me for no money. Like, <laughs> At the end of the day, I just want to be with somebody that don't have to borrow no money. Damn, is that too much to ask? Shit. So I ain't walking around borrowing no money. If I get, if I'm gonna buy Nate, I'm gonna figure it out. I, I, Nate buying, y'all picking up what I'm putting. I'm figuring it out. So that's it. Going forward, you know, in this episode, moving right along. Something else we talked about was like, when you are dealing with a grown man, it's like certain things that you don't have to do and certain things that you don't have to ask and certain expectations that you don't even have to put on the table. And something that my good sister friend that was on here, Crystal Jordan at the time, who now she has been married for numerous, for a lot of years in a successful marriage. She talked about how when her and her then boyfriend, um, you know, when he was courting her and they were dating, you know, at the time she lived in Nashville, he lived in Clarksville and he would spend a lot of time in Nashville because for those that don't know, those cities are about 45 to 60 minutes apart so he would spend a lot of time in Nashville at her house just because of whatever the circumstances were it just worked out better to do that so as he started to spend more money more time at her house guess what this man started to slide her some money and started to slide her more and more and more money where basically he was just giving her the whole paycheck because at the time too he had a full-time job and he worked part-time but also he just recognized it as a grown-ass man I'm over here I'm using up her water her heat her lights her electricity her cable i'm sure i'm eating food i'm doing a lot of things in this woman's house and even if i'm here for just a small amount of time whatever bill she has in here if i'm using some that would not normally be used that means that those bills are increasing so i need to make sure that if something is increasing i'm contributing to that because she did not plan on her pockets being inflated when she started dating me and i think that if you are dealing with a grown man you should not have to sit down and have him, you know, sit at the table, crisscross applesauce and tell this nigga that I need something on these bills. I need something on my electricity because I'm letting you play the PlayStation six out of, you know, 24 hours a day. Because the other two, you decide you want to get up and, and go lift for two hours and come back home. You ain't got to drive. Look at me just create, being the Virgo, creating the worst case scenario. <laughs> Pulled it back. So ultimately, if you are dealing with a man, I think, and this goes to the, what I ain't going to have on. If you are dealing with a man's man that can really afford it and wants to take care of you and understands that, you know, before we even move in, I'm taking up space in here. Let me give you some money on that. That when we get married, I'm gonna make sure, you know, this is, I'm, I'm the leader of this home. And that's another thing, you know, you got to make sure you date somebody who's, who, who is showing you some, who's leading you somewhere that you want to follow. Cause I, I was thinking about this as I took a shower today that I don't feel like I dated nobody ever that led we, me nowhere. Um, into into greatness or productivity or into being a better Montana. I think that the the leadership I got from them was once the relationship ended and I was able to do some more healing and learn what not to do with the next Negro. But you want to be with somebody who can lead you into somewhere positive. And I'm guilty of not always choosing wisely enough to make sure that I was with somebody who could be the leader that I desire for them to be to lead the finances somewhere. So that's a, another angle that we have to think about. You know, I want y'all to stop right now and think about even the past, the, the men that you've dated in the past five years, you know, and even though I talk about, 
I said in the first episode, I'm still single and that's okay. And again, we're going to get to that. It's been, what, 2019 to now has been, what, four years? So I've had relationships since then. I've had situationships since then. But if you all think about in the past four years, just say the past four years, the relationships you've had or the situationships that you've had, have you been in relationship with people that really have led you anywhere, have inspired you to be great, have done anything to elevate your life in a positive way, the same way that you have theirs? Or even if you haven't in theirs, what have they done to display the leadership that makes you feel like they would have been a good pick in that relationship? Or right now, if you're with somebody, what are they doing to be a leader to your relationship, a leader in your household? Just somebody, you know, leading you somewhere worth going. I really want us to think about that because that's something that I feel like that question was inspired by maybe something I saw on Twitter. But ultimately, I feel like, you know, when I thought about it, I really had not. When I look at across the realm of my life and the things that I think are successful, whether it be with, you know, professional things, you know, my entrepreneur experiences, just my personal life, when I really think back, it's silent for a reason. I was not with anybody that was leading me anywhere. And so you want to make sure that leadership is on that list of things that you are getting very specific about. Because if you are with a leader who wants to lead you in the right way, you know, you have to dig into that, that wants to lead you in the in a positive direction, that wants to make sure his household is taken care of in all layers and all of those relationship pillars that I talk about. Finances is definitely going to be one. So you won't have to do that little tussle, do that little dance around. I ain't going to have on nothing because if you're a man that can't do it, He's going to want to make sure that you ain't going half on nothing. Even if that means that he got to get an extra job, he got to do whatever he got to do to figure that out. So that's a huge part of it. What's that leadership look like? But in her situation, you know, she was with a man who was a leader and he showed her that from the beginning. She didn't have to ask him. He knew what was going on. He knew what time it was. I'm here all the time. You know, I'm gonna give you some money. I'm gonna make sure you good. And that is why, you know, I think she said within like nine months of their relationship, they were engaged and now she's been married for, you know, at least four years, because when she was on the show, you know, they were married. I don't know how long, but long enough. So the next thing that we talked about, I'm going to just go right into would be um, thinking about the struggles of, you know, being an independent. We talked about being the struggles of being an independent woman while married and the the comparison or just the thought process that my friend gave in regards to that was that she had grew up her whole life with like this. I don't need anything from a man uh, perspective. And she really struggled, even in her marriage at times, to really let her husband lead the way. But, and no shade to my friend who was on that episode, I'll just say that in that instance, I feel like if we are struggling to let go of our independence while we're in a marriage or while we're in a, in a relationship, we want to look at, you know, how is, again, how is that person leading us? Because I think if we, at this big old age, if a person is leading us in the right way, and now, you know, soft is a new term um, and I'll use it. It allows us to create and have this soft space. I always say, you know, you can go to work and be rah, rah, rah. You can be a bad bitch at work. You can be a boss bitch at work. But when you get home, they got to look a different way. It can't be rah, rah, rah. It can't be, let me tell you what to do. No, you want to be able to be with a person and you got to pay attention to this when you are in the dating phase to see, you know, where are they leading me? Is this a space that they have created where I want to take off that independent woman reindeer horn let it go and let you take the lead because it is so much easier when you are with a person and you can just let them take the lead like I just want to be able to get in the car you know bringing my purse is optional other than having my ID on me you know I want to spend no money 
get in the passenger side, be a passenger princess and just let them drive and take me wherever we are going and trust it and know that wherever we are going is going to be the best experience for me because I'm with the man who is a leader and is taking me where I need to be. So I think it's easier for us now to release what she talked about of the, the struggle of being an independent woman when you're in a relationship or in a marriage and trying to, you know, push through that. When I get that, if you've been, if I've been in this space of being single all this time and I have not financially struggled, it's very normal to understand that when you get in a relationship, you don't want to financially struggle there. That's, that's okay. That's like, that. that's normal. But I think the other part of that is knowing if I've taken the steps of getting to know this person, knowing that they are going to lead me in a positive direction. Their only goal is to consistently elevate my life in all areas. I can trust in knowing that I can be, you know, a woman that's able to rely on this man, be an interdependent, meaning that I want you in a way, like I, I want to be here and I need your love and presence, but also understanding that like in life, we don't necessarily have to be with someone. You know, we get that. It's like, a relationship isn't needed to breathe, but I want to be here and I rely on you in a very safe way. So if that makes sense, and I hope it does, I think that that's the huge part of that episode. And, and that was something that we did not talk about back then. We didn't talk about what the leadership really looked like. And as I've talked this out, I see that leadership really is like the undertone of everything that we're talking about. How do you, how did you lead me starting out in this relationship? Were you coming over? Were you contributing or not? Were you in my life? Were you taking the lead on, on doing things in my life? How were you with the finances? How were you leading with your money? Not saying leading like, let me wave this money in front of you, get you to come along on these dates, whatever the case may be. But you know, what did leadership look like with the finances, with how money was being spent? Because in relationships, no matter how people try to spend it, money is gonna have to be spent. So looking at that, the leadership of it, and how that man shows up will really allow us to grasp what it looks like and to know if we're going to be in a situation where we got to go half on shit, you know, or the other side of it is just thinking about you could be with a person that you both are equally aligned when it comes to finances and it's not a whole mountain of debt and it's not a whole lot of negative things going on with money, but that just may be their philosophy. They may just prefer, maybe they were, maybe that's how they were raised. They may just prefer that you do go half on things. And so that's when you have to make a decision to determine, you know, is that a non-negotiable? Is that a hard stop? Like I know, you know, right now I'll say if someone was to come along that I feel like was the man of my dreams and he wanted me to just go half, half just cause that's what he wanted when he really could afford to take care of everything. And that's going to be a hard stop, but I would find that out early enough on where I wouldn't really be emotionally invested in that. It comes down to those conversations you're having to really get to know the person to uncover what is their perspective. Because if you're with somebody that just prefers that, don't go alone to get along. I always say we got to get to the point with those non-negotiables and our standards and our boundaries where we are not doing the bending if that's not what you're comfortable with. So I would say before you plan to walk down the aisle with a person, before you plan to walk up to a new house or apartment with a person that's not your husband or wife, before you plan to get into a serious, committed, and monogamous relationship with a person, you have to talk about these things to figure out how do they feel about you going half on shit? How do you feel about it? Are you willing to make compromises in that area? What do those compromises look like? Does this person want you to pay anything or nothing at all? If they do want you to pay something, what do they want you to pay? Do they want you to pay what you came in with? Or do they want you to pick up some bills over here? Also, does this person have children? Will child support now be accounted for out of your paycheck? You got to look at all those things. So I encourage you 
2019, I said I wasn't going half on shit. And it looks like in 2023, I still ain't either. So I want y'all to think about that and figure out what direction you want to go in. Signing off, yours truly, Shannon Montana. <laughs>